So we'll continue now with the loving-kindness practice. Settling into as comfortable a position as possible. Seeing if we can find some ease in the body. Sensing our own presence here as a living being on that relative level. Here we are, alive in the world. And remembering why we're here. why we've taken the trouble to do this, why we're continuing to make the effort to remain, carry on with this practice of mindful awareness, as difficult as it is. We do this because we care. We care about our lives, Our happiness is important to us. We want to do whatever we can to find greater peace, greater happiness, deeper sense of well-being. So we're here because we care. Can we touch in and connect with that wish in the heart that does long for happiness and well-being? We might take a moment to feel this around the physical heart center, around the center of the chest where the heart is beating. I care about my life. It matters to me. It's okay to want to be happy. I am worthy of happiness. This is an entirely wholesome and natural and healthy and deeply rooted longing the heart of every living being. So can we take ownership of that? Can we really inhabit that? I want happiness. And perhaps out of connection with that deep place in the heart We can find it within ourselves to offer ourselves our own friendship. Just as we might to a dear friend who came to us and spoke to us about their desire for happiness, their desire for peace and satisfaction. We would wish that for them. 
we would mirror that back to them. Can we offer ourselves a little bit of that taste of friendship? So beginning now with the formal phrases, offering those good wishes to ourselves, or if we find this challenging, a little too difficult at first, beginning with what other dear being we found to be an easy entry point into this practice of friendship and kindness. A benefactor figure or a dear friend wherever we find it easiest to begin to start to connect and offer our good wishes. Using whatever phrases we've settled on that convey those universal good wishes of goodwill. Not in a personal way, but in a universal way but using our own authentic language, words that we feel we can get behind. May I be safe. May I have peace of mind. May I be free from physical distress. May I be able to care for myself easily and joyfully. May I be safe and protected from danger. May I be at ease and free from anxiety. May I be at ease in the body, just as it is. May I enjoy enough prosperity to be able to care for myself and those who depend on me without struggling. So continuing at your own pace, to offer good wishes and friendship to yourself or to whatever being is easiest for you. Bringing that being to mind, offering them this friendly wish, and then leaving a moment or two to see the response of the heart what arises in the heart in response to this wish. Not trying to change it, not trying to create any particular response, but just simply noticing what's there in the heart as we do this practice. May you be free from danger. May 
May you be free from mental distress. May you be free from physical distress. May you enjoy ease of well-being.
When the mind wanders, we just come back again. Remember what we're doing. Bring our metta subject to mind again. Conjure up as clear of a felt sense of their presence in this world as we can. And begin again with offering our good wishes and seeing how the heart responds. If we're comfortable working where we are with this particular being, it's fine to continue. Or if you feel like you're ready to move on, we might bring to mind now a dear friend if we haven't already begun to work with one, or one of the other beings that's a little more challenging. So maybe we're ready now to turn our good wishes to ourselves, if we weren't at first, or to a benefactor figure, or to move on to a dear friend, someone who we have a little bit more of a complicated relationship with, a little bit more of a history, but who's still really precious to us, someone that we really love, someone who, when we bring them to mind, we just naturally smile. Perhaps a good friend who's a peer, or this might be a child, or even a pet or an animal a beloved being. Perhaps imagining them happy and smiling, joyful, doing something that they enjoy. Perhaps remembering their beautiful qualities, what it is about this being that makes them dear to us that makes them precious, the way that they are, their character, their characteristics, the things that they do, good deeds perhaps that they've performed. Bringing together as full of sense of this being as we can in our minds and hearts Here is another living being in this world. And offering them our same wishes of friendship, our same wishes of goodwill. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be prosperous. And again, continuing to activate our mindfulness as we offer these good wishes. Staying sensitive to how the heart responds and what arises.
May you be safe and protected from all kinds of harm. May you be peaceful and happy in your mind. May you be comfortable and at ease in your body. May you find it easy to care for yourself, to provide for your needs joyfully and without struggling. And again, if you're feeling like it's rich and productive to be working with the being that you're currently considering, it's fine to stay with them. If you feel like you're ready to move on, then we might bring to mind now what we call a neutral being. So this is a being that we don't have particularly strong feelings about one way or the other. A being who we may not know very much about or know very well. It can be nice here on retreat to perhaps choose a fellow yogi that you didn't have a chance to talk to or talk too much when the retreat started, who you don't really know maybe the person in the room next door or on the Zabutan next door or maybe a staff person that you've seen walking around the center but again, you don't know, haven't really talked to. Or there might be somebody from back home that comes to mind too. Maybe somebody in the neighborhood, someone around the office, around the community that we see with some regularity, but again, haven't really engaged with and don't have a particular impression of them one way or the other. So seeing if some being that fits this description comes to mind, the neutral being. And as best we can, conjuring up a felt sense of their presence in this world. This may be a little bit more challenging if we don't know very much about them. 
but we might, to the extent that we're able, uh, remember a little bit what they look like, even if that's not so distinct. (coughs) Reflect on their position in our world as a fellow worker or a neighbor, fellow yogi, anything that we might know about their role in the world, what they do with their lives, and any impressions that we might have gotten about their personality to the extent that we have. We may have very little information about this fellow being, but there is one thing that we know about them for sure, and that is that they want to be happy. We can be absolutely positive about that, that in their hearts, they cherish the same wish for happiness, the same wish for peace, for well-being, for satisfaction in life that we do that they care about their lives just as we do, just as we all do. So just that can be the foundation for the offering of our friendship and our goodwill. Can we find it in our hearts to offer just our very simple, natural goodwill to this neutral being? May you be safe in the world, free from danger, protected from harm. May you enjoy peace of mind, happiness, freedom from stress. May you enjoy physical well-being, freedom from pain, physical suffering. May you enjoy material well-being, enough prosperity and comfort to be able to care for yourself easily and those who might depend on you. So continuing again at our own pace to offer our wishes of friendship and to see what arises in the heart.
Starting again when the mind wanders. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. We might consider now this neutral being bringing some friends into our metta practice. Perhaps the circle of their closest friends and family. So we might imagine these people coming in and lining up or arranging themselves behind and around our neutral person family members, friends that are close to this person, none of whom we may know at all or even know of their existence, who they are, how many they are, what they're like. But certainly there is a circle of people around this person and their sphere of influence that's dear to them. And certainly those people also want to be happy. So we might see if we can just bring them into the sphere of our well wishes. Don't really need to know anything about them. Other than that they're out there in the world somewhere. May all of you be safe and protected and healthy and happy 
comfortable and well provided for in the world. We might just feel this on an energetic level. If the heart is open, a sense of the energy of friendliness, of non-aggression, non-ill will, this light energy of well-wishing radiating out to our neutral person and the circle around them. We might even imagine those people bringing in their circle of people that are close to them. Another layer of neutral people who we don't know, may never know, don't know anything about the the details of their lives, how many or who they are, but they're out there. Can we let our good wishes flow out, radiate out to this broader circle? And then even beyond them, we can see how far we can extend our good wishes out to the huge community of neutral people and neutral beings in this world. This is really the vast bulk of life on this planet, in this universe, is neutral beings. Millions and billions of them who will never meet, who will never touch our lives directly in any way, who we know little or nothing about, have little or no opinion about, the vast majority of life in this world falls into this category. But they're out there. They're in this world with us. Can we imagine the sense of friendliness radiating out to touch all of these neutral beings that share this world with us? not out of any personal attachment, personal liking, not out of even personal knowledge of these beings, but just because they're there. May you all enjoy safety, protection, freedom from harm, May you all be easy in your minds, at ease in your bodies. May you all be able to live in this world and be able to meet your basic needs without too much difficulty, without undue struggle. We might imagine ourselves stepping into this huge group to join all of the neutral beings in the world. Maybe bringing in our benefactor, our dear friend, 
maybe the very small circle around us that's dear and close to us, to join this vast group of beings that are more removed. Can we give our good wishes and our friendship to this whole community of beings? May we all of us enjoy the blessing of safety, security, protection in the world. May we all of us be free from stress and be able to be at ease and relaxed. May we all of us be able to make peace with our bodies and to be able to inhabit them without undue suffering. May we all be well provided for and be able to care and provide for the others around us. offering whatever form of these good wishes feel authentic. Or perhaps just resting in that felt sense of the energy of goodwill, spreading out like the light of a candle or a star to illuminate far out into the world. touching perhaps every living being, those that are near, those that are far, those who are known, those who are unknown, those who are important in our lives, and those who will never touch our lives directly at all. May we be free from suffering and may all beings everywhere be free from suffering.
So we had one question come in uh, via note about the loving-kindness practice um, that has to do about um, when we offer metta to more than one being. So perhaps ourselves and another being. Um, Is the practice more about uh, the relational aspect of those beings, how those beings are relating, or is it uh, more about individual well-being for, for both of those, if that's clear. Uh, so there may be times when it's, it's very rich to consider ourselves along with others in this practice, whether it's a dyad or a triad or a whole uh, group of beings. And the attitude that it's most skillful to bring to that uh, way of practicing is, is this, still this unconditional friendliness or goodwill. So whether we're offering the phrases or the, the wish of metta just to one being or to several beings or to many beings, the, the quality of it uh, we're trying to keep uh, steady, to keep it level, to keep it unconditional. So that we're offering the same quality of goodwill to ourselves as we do to a being that's close to us, as we as we do to a being that's unknown to us. So the... the uh, the sentiment behind the wishes in, in any of these cases is just offer the simple wish of goodwill. You know, may things go well for you, which is really very, very light and very easy. So we have to watch out a little bit for, you know, if we do bring in a dear friend and perhaps we're offering metta to ourselves and a dear friend, we want to look out for uh, any history with that person that might start to creep into our good wishes. So we don't want to be wishing things along the lines of, you know, may we be able to smooth out this long-standing conflict between us, or especially when we get into dealing with people that are more difficult in our lives or in the world. We really have to be careful about uh, having specific or personal agendas creep into the practice. It's natural for that to happen. It's not that it's a problem for that to be happen, but that for that to happen. But that becomes one of the things then that we're aware of as we do the practice. You know, so we may offer a phrase, take that moment to check in with the heart, and see that maybe some old story or some present story, some some something having to do with our specific relationship with this being is is what's coming up for us. So then we just notice that, just take that in, move on to the next phrase. So we don't have to to pick that up or get into that. On the other hand, uh, part of wishing well for another person includes this, uh, the idea that they may be at ease within their relationships, that they may be free from conflict and strife either with us or with other beings, that, that they may be at, at ease in the world. This is kind of part, of part of that last one of being at ease in the world and having ease of well-being, that we may be able to, to make our way through the world uh, smoothly and easily without too much conflict. So that, that, um, that flavor of that wish may come in uh, w- with that phrase or with one of the other phrases, and that's uh, just part of the, the wisdom of the practice. So it's just about staying sensitive to, to what's coming up as we do the practice, which can be all sorts of things. So are there uh, any other questions or comments that have come up around the loving-kindness? Yeah.
Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So the comments about somebody having exactly this experience of, of uh, offering the metta to a dear friend and having an old little bit of a niggling conflict that was still hanging on and just in the, that space of, of loving kindness having that really melt in a, in a different way that it, that it hadn't. So that you know, definitely can happen. Um, we just don't want to be trying to make that happen. <laughs> but it, you know, for sure, all sorts of things in our uh, relationships um, when we consider those relationships within this light of, of friendliness and openness and caring, um, we can relate to them or come to relate to them in very different ways than what's available to us in our ordinary way of relating. That's, that's part of the power of the practice. Yeah. Yeah. curious about that, but I didn't ask any further. But sometimes I'll notice that, say, my resting state with neutral people is, you know, is a little territorial. It's like, oh, get out of my way. Something like that. So I certainly would rather feel, you know, that that sense of open-heartedness. So since there are the two practices in this lineage, I guess the question is, you know, So the question is about uh, finding a balance of the loving-kindness practice and kind of the the bare awareness or mindful awareness practice. Yeah, yeah. so that's, um, you know, something for us each to kind of uh, feel our way through as we navigate our practice. So it may be at times that we do feel really called by this loving-kindness practice. And and actually, I spent a year doing loving-kindness practice as my primary practice in 2016. Wrapped that up a few months ago, which is something that I do periodically. Um, Just kind of feeling where I'm at on my path, where I'm at in my practice, what's going on in the world, (laughs) what's what's called for. Um, You know, at times we may feel called to to devote more of our our energy, more of our spiritual practice to, to this the style of practice and, and everything that it can open us up to. So that's, you know, a very valuable thing to bring into our path as we go along. But there's no uh, hard and fast rules, you know. There's, there's no rules that I can give you that are like, that are like, okay, now this is the time to do it, or, you know, in these circumstances. It's really what we feel inspired by, I find, to be the best guide in our practice. So there may be times when it's just really clear that's what the heart is calling for. So we give that more attention, more energy. Other times, you know, it feels more like what's most, uh, you know, what's what's called for, what's richest, what's opening us up the most is, is to bring that bare awareness and to be cultivating more of the, the wisdom side of the practice. So they're, they're, it's all good. <laughs> they're both useful. And, uh, you know, it's up to us to decide how much we want to bring in one or the other at a given time. Yeah, and definitely here, while you're here on retreat, 
If you're finding that this practice is, is really rich, it's helping you to settle in, helping you to connect more deeply with your experience, then it's, um, it can be very helpful to, to bring it in a little bit more throughout the day. Maybe choose another sitting for the day that you devote to the, the metta practice, or maybe do a few minutes, five, ten minutes of metta practice at the beginning of sittings. There's a lot of different ways to bring it in, and that's something that's good to bring up in the uh, in the small groups or the the interviews, and we can get into a little more, a little bit more of the details of of where you're at and what might be most supportive. Yeah, all the way in the back. So the question is about working with a neutral person and, and uh, noticing that e- on each go-round <laughs> a different neutral person was coming to mind, um, which can be a really lovely way to practice. I often practice this way out in the world. If, if, if any of you have done this, just kind of walking down the street or walking through the office or the supermarket, and you know, most of those people are neutral people <laughs> that I don't know. I don't really know anything about them. And just as we go along, we can offer, eh, may you be happy, you know, may you be free from suffering. <laughs> That can be a really lovely way to bring this practice out into the world. And it's, it's fine to do that on the cushion here, too. Um, when we do this practice in a more concentrated way, you know, using it to go deeper in our awareness practice, then there is, there is something of a benefit to just staying with one being, just because it gives a chance for us to really settle in with how the heart is responding to that particular being. You know, so on the first go through, we may, we may get a, a particular response, and then on the next go, go through, that might we might sink deeper into that and see more nuances of that, and then on the third go through with that being, we might start to get something different coming up and might shift a little bit. So just staying with one being for a little while allows us to uh, to just explore a little bit more deeply. You know, what's in the heart in that in that particular uh, relationship, but. Um, Again, for the purposes of the retreat, we do this uh, practice in large part, um, you know, as, as a, a release valve for the awareness practice to give the heart a chance to, to soften, to let go, um, to settle in more, to feel more comfortable and more at ease, to, to release any of the tightness that we've um, been building up as we've been trying so hard to be aware all day. So uh, in that sense, whatever way of, of working this practice that helps us to, to do those things, that helps us to soften and relax and arrive, is, is skillful and useful. So again, that's something that you can explore for yourself. Uh, in general, this loving-kindness practice, it has this very traditional, formal structure to it that we, that we offer just because people have been doing this way for literally thousands of years. These are some of the oldest meditation techniques that are in the the traditional teachings. It's thought that this particular practice in this exact form with these four phrases actually predates the Buddha, that it was an ancient practice that was going on around him and it seemed like it was a good idea, so he kind of incorporated it. So it's really ancient. Um, So that's why we offer it in this very traditional way. But then within that, there's a lot of room for creativity. And it really is most effective when we put our own stamp on it. 
So, you know, it really is important to find our own language, to find our own expression of universal good wishes that really resonates, that like we feel like we can really stand behind and take ownership and to to navigate it again at at the speed and at the pace and with with the particular beings that it feels like opens us up best. So it's, it's it's a very formal and very traditional practice, but the invitation is really to make it your own in whatever way feels most supportive. Yeah. Uh, one more, yeah. Uh, for those of us who are following along with the phrases that you're suggesting, um, in between the parts when you speak, so when you know, I'm listening to what you're saying, then you stop speaking. Am I, uh, is, is the idea for me to keep repeating the phrases that I've, you know, have said from you, or is it to, you know, have to, having said them once with you, see what happens and, and be more aware of it? Ah, good question. <laughs> so do we, do we keep repeating the phrases? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry if that, that hasn't been clear, but yeah, the idea is we kind of run through it a, a couple times to grease the wheel, and then <laughs> the idea is that you, you continue on at your own pace with those phrases during, during the silent periods. We don't want to be talking at you every single second of the meditation, so we kind of put it out there, and um, you know, hopefully you're arriving at, at your own formulation of those, those wishes that feels right for you, so then you just carry on with that. And the, again, the pace and the speed of repeating the phrases is very, very personal too. So some people go through them at quite a brisk clip. And some people, they may drop one phrase in there and then take you know, several minutes to just feel their way through what comes up in the heart in response to that one phrase. So this is another area to explore and see how much time does the heart need to, to process each wish as we move through it and to, to feel our way through that also. All right. Time now for more walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.